The following program does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Reality Radio 101, its advertisers and sponsors, or its listening audience. Listener discretion is advised. show with your hosts Fred and Janet Cox right here on Reality Radio 101. To contact us right now, send us an email. Our email address is liquidgreenhealthshow at gmail.com. Right to your hosts of the Liquid Green Health Show, Fred and Janet Cox. Oh, hello everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon to our listeners, viewers, and everyone all around the world across Canada, the United States. We are the Coxes, and thank you once again for allowing us into your private space. As usual, every Sunday, we're here to have fun offering tips on edutainment in an entertainment format rather, designed to stimulate the mind and help bring us one step closer to living a healthier lifestyle. You can catch this broadcast um, a little later if you want to hear or view it once again on Spotify or on YouTube. Just type in Liquid Green Health Show and uh, you know it's going to pop up. Um, this is the Liquid Green Health Show. My name is Fred Cox, and my co-host is Janet, Janet Cox. Cox. And we've had a lot of stuff happening this week, last week, and this weekend, a whole lot of uh, crazy stuff. Well, this uh, You didn't week, get a chance to step out of the plane once again? I know. Oh, my goodness. Second time, folks. Here we are, ready, dressed. Kids, grandkids in the car, going to see Nana and Uncle Kofi jump out of the plane. And we get a call from Ontario Skydive. It's not safe. The cloud cover is too dense, actually, across Ontario. Too much cloud cover. So we have yet to reschedule. And, you know, it's now September. Yeah, the days are not going to get better. Not get any better. So, well, we'll see. We'll I see. don't know why you're insisting on doing this. You know, like... but I am going to skydive. <laughs> Gary and um, Mike, you've both done it, haven't you? Yes. Yes, and I've Mike, done it. Yeah, you, yeah. What What was it like for you, Mike? Well, for me, uh, it was a lot of training. It was a little bit boring, and then uh, we had a couple times where we had to cancel because of high winds and other issues with the weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, got in the plane. Didn't really sink in until I get up in the air. I could see small little patches of green grass. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, jumper number four, jump. And it was a solo jump, so it was pretty scary for the first time. You mean your first jump was solo? Yeah, it was solo. Uh, oh it wasn't high God. as you guys are going, but it was still pretty high. Yeah. Uh, oh about 3,000 feet. Jumped by myself. Panicked for about a second and a half. <laughs> and they called me the squirrel because my hands were moving so quick in front of my body. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it was kind of like I was... I was what trying was, to get my balance. What was your experience, Mike? I know you did tandem, right? Gary. I mean, Gary. Oh, Gary. I well, the first, I jumped three times. The first one was tandem. Mm-hmm. The second one was um, with an automatic, you know, you're, you're tethered, right? So an automatic pulls your ripcord. And then the third time was solo. But the wow. things have changed because I, I did mine in 74, Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So 1974. So, yeah, I think I was in 93 when I did mine. Yeah. Because now we go way up. We go to um, 13,000. That is high. Yeah. I was around 10,000 feet. Something like that. Yeah. Why would you want to step out of a properly functioning? Well, and then I ended up the company I worked for in New York, the courier company as a pilot, Mm -hmm. I used to, uh, you know, also take divers up right then. Oh, so wow. you were doing the tandem, okay? No, I mean taking not 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 jumping, oh, flying the plane. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. So you're the pilot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's pretty amazing doing that too. 
Yes, um, so I'm looking forward to that. So well, that's good it. luck. Hey, Gary, did you ever have any guys say, well, I'm not going to jump, I can't do it? Or Every day, anybody... ta- every freaking time. <laughs> <laughs> what, can't yeah. do it? Oh, I'm <laughs> what This is what I believe. Right now, neither myself nor Kofi, I feel zero nerves. I feel no trepidation. I'm just looking forward to it. Oh, that's great. I have a feeling that when I actually look down, I'm going to panic but then I am already prepared that, I mean, I scream so loud on a roller coaster. <laughs> I know I'm going to scream, but I think that's a part of the experience. Yeah. Right? You, you won't realize until you're in the plane when you're looking down. That's when it really sinks in. Right. And you right. see the yeah. earth come rushing up to you. <laughs> yeah. I'll be there with a camera taking film and everything, as well yeah. as a as a ladder, just yeah. in case you yeah. There's like a haze in, in the air looking down, so you can't see that clear. You just see like foggy patches of uh, grass eh? okay and we even had it was going to be a real treat this week because um, the um the owner of the school jeff he was actually going to come on the liquid green health show and talk to us about skydiving and it probably encourage a few people to you know make this trip oh hey. absolutely you are the so, crazies well we, we have some email that came in earlier um uh, this oh, one just about two hours ago that says uh, this is from Pam, and she says, "Hey, did that did Janet do her skydiving yet? Can't wait to hear about it." Well, so you've just heard, about, just it, heard Pam. about it. Sorry no. to disappoint you. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's not a cancellation, but yeah. everything happens in good faith. Safety first, right? right? Safety mm-hmm. first. Okay, so um, we have also uh, we, I, went, we went apple picking. I invited my husband to with a group of seniors on a school bus to go to the apple orchard. The Durham um, Durham Community Action Group is a very active group here in Ajax, Ontario. And uh, we were invited to go on this trip. And he says, no, I'm not going out with no bunch of seniors. And guess what? He came on that bus and he ran the bingo. He ran the riddles. <laughs> he, folks, well, like, we so got you gotta so have much. somebody to put life into it. The, the, you know, so. a lot of fun. Yeah, and it was fun. And we, 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 I, I've never been to an apple picking uh, session. Apple no, never been to an apple picking. Really? It was fun learning the different types of apples. 23 so, different types of apples yeah. they have, but only three types were ready. So I've eaten, I'm very healthy right now because I've eaten probably about 10 apples over the last two days. The fun thing about it, <laughs> They all tasted like apple. Very good. Very all good. taste like apple. It doesn't matter which variety you get. They all taste like apple, right? So today we're talking about going back to school. Yeah. Um, right? The back to school blues. The back blues. to school blues. And trust me, folks, this is this can be a very traumatic experience for mm-hmm. anyone that's going back to school or going to school for the very first time. Uh, I remember a joke. I'm not good at telling jokes, but there was one where... The voice was saying, come on, Henry, you got to get up. You got to go to school. And he says, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And then till, of course, I told you I'm not good at telling jokes. But the bottom line was he was not the kid. He was the principal. <laughs> so is that a joke? Yes. Okay, Gary, give us a bell. Huh? Give us a ding, ring, ding, ding, ding. Yes. <laughs> I heard the same, only it was a teacher where the... You know, the the wife said to the guy or vice versa, you have to go. You're the teacher. Right. That's right. Right. <laughs> okay. So. So as I was saying, whether it's the first day or the first week of school, it can be an anxious and stressful experience for many uh, students, whether you're young, middle of age or old, you know, older. Uh, there are a variety of factors. And that's just for some kids, because some kids, they look forward to going to school and they can't wait for summer to be able to go back and meet their old friends. Right. Okay. so it can create a lot of stress. So today we're going to be discussing some of the situations that cause anxiety and stress in students. And we'll also delve into education, the different types of education, their impact on our well-being. And before we get into that, we need to ask the big question or try to explain to our audience the big question what is education or what is school school it's such an important aspect of life right mm-hmm. and um what do kids do in school they learn they learn they play they play they build relationships they fight they fight well that's all part, that's all of, part the of building a relationship it out, yeah. right? things out so what is education you say what would you say is i would say mm-hmm. that education is a learning process right it mm-hmm. is and I always like to say it's a transferal 
transferal of information or knowledge from someone who uh, is perceived to be a teacher or an elder um, via a combination of skills um, that would include, you know, values, beliefs, and attitudes that is developed throughout life, right? Whether it's formal or informal. Right. And that in in turn helps to empower individuals to contribute mm -hmm. to society and they will be able to pursue their aspirations and lead fulfilling lives. That's it in a nutshell. So what about right. homeschooling? Homeschool that yeah, yeah, that's, that's part of it. Like I said, you know, whether it's your parent or you know, um a guardian or an elder outside of the home. Just the transfer of knowledge. It's just the transferal of knowledge that will help that person to develop certain skills yeah. and values. And I think what's important is how that knowledge is transferred. Yes. Very, I think very that important. is the critical issue. Yeah. And that's why when a lot of kids, it's time to go back to school, there's so much stress. I mean, for the first time or for the kindergarten person who's going for the first time, it's a different level. I mean, I know you're going to talk about it. Do you remember what it was issues. like for your first time in school? No, I don't remember. I can't, I can't remember. I remember the first time our kids went to school mm -hmm. and they were, it depends on how the kids are socialized. Yeah. Because if they're used to not just being with parents and just the family, yeah, it if they're used to socializing yes. with other people, yeah. traveling, then they've already playing with other friends, playing with other people. Yeah. Then I think that's important. They've right? already experienced that that yeah. interaction with, with yeah. uh, individuals outside of their comfort right. zone. Leaving parents, yeah, leaving mommy and daddy is yeah. not the because first time. So. But our kids... It's not they, they were traveling very young. Yes. Outside of the country, very young. So for them going to school for the first time, it wasn't, it wasn't, a, big wasn't, it wasn't yeah, a big deal. It wasn't traumatic. No. Right? Right. And um, then we, we also have to, some of the factors that affect um, students are mm -hmm. things like uh, separation anxiety. That's, I think, I think that you'll see that mostly in the early childhood the, the the beginning kindergarten student mm -hmm. what would you say about that <laughs> well school is already one week into play already mm -hmm. i i don't know if that anxiety separation if that separation anxiety is still in play i don't know how long it lasts i it think it would, child, uh, yeah right? i think it would be probably the first day or two and hopefully the child would start to come around and mm -hmm. get accustomed to the new environment. Stop but, crying. Yeah, but but it, it can it can it does cause a lot of stress, mm -hmm. right? And it can manifest it can manifest itself through tears. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, kids tend to hold on to their parents; they don't want to let go. Yes, before they go into the bus mm -hmm. or go into the classroom. And the kids are there standing, oh, you got to go, you got to go, yeah. honey. Right? We've seen the movie. Saying goodbye, it's never easy, right? right. So we've seen that. So, again, that depends, as, as you said earlier, on how the kids socialize. Then there's the fear of the unknown. Right. Right. Where am I going? Who's going to be there? You know, am I going to be liked? Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, Because it's an unfamiliar um, mm -hmm. situation. Right. And then... I think for a lot of these kids nowadays, like they're going to kindergarten, but there's preschool. Like we have babies going to daycare. Oh, right. Yeah. So back in the day when, you know, the kid was at home, mother was at home and they were there. And the first experience was going out to kindergarten mm -hmm. with no home, no um, prior preschool no experience. Of, yeah. experience. But since that has changed, I believe I don't know, but I believe that has uh, more. I think kids are just no more socialized. I see babies in the stroller with their iPhones, right? <laughs> and yeah. so they're they're just so much, they're so that open element, to so much yeah, but more that, that it's not as traumatic on the first day of kindergarten. But I think also the the, the advent of electronics, the, mm -hmm. the, the cell phones, the yeah. laptops, the the tablets that kids are immersed right. into today, yes. that yeah. has dumbed down the, that ability to socialize outside of your comfort zone. But I don't think at that level it really affects them. It's I not, think it's so. Not no, not little babies. I mean, no, 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 no parent yeah. is going to let a five-year-old, four-year-old be on the phone so much. Not like you would. Yes, say they a do. Teenager. No, no, they do. That that is that is the babysitter. Those things become the babysitters, modern-day babysitters. So what happens with a kid? Those social skills that they should be learning from a very early age, it's not there, and that's why you have the anxiety. 
you know, because remember when you're going to school, you don't have your laptop at that early age. And, and we're talking here about kids going to school for the first time. Mm -hmm. No laptop, no TV, nothing. So that no five-year-old is not a thing. No five-year-old is going to be impacted by lack of a, using a tablet, etc. in these early formative years in going to school. I, I will so. disagree with I you. I think so. Okay, how if about fearfulness? To... How about crying and stuff yes, like that? Yes, that I said that. We've agreed on that, right? Yeah. Um, that, that's, that's something with the, the tears, like, oh my goodness, after a month, you'll probably still have kids who cry, Okay. right? But I don't think the technology is a bigger impact when they're young. I think that's more of an issue when you're in grade school, when you become addicted. And we talked about that. If somebody becomes addicted. Okay. Right? Okay. Now, okay. Yeah. Here's another, here's another one. Mm -hmm. How about um, uh, mixing social and social anxiety? The okay. fear, the fear of, or, or they're worrying about whether they're going to be able to make friends, friends. Right. or fitting in mm -hmm. with us, with a group. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, a child may feel, you know, okay overwhelmed by the idea of approaching other kids again i'm I, carrying out a conversation I, would like. I used to teach school for a long time that was long, seven years donkey years ago <laughs> but things don't change that much right the average child unless they're really introverted on when the playground when the bell rings and it's time for recess we're talking about the little the, the public school yeah. right all the kids, you think they're going to wonder, is this going to be my friend? They just run and play. And if you want to play with me, I'll play with somebody else. Well, some kids right? are like some that. kids. Not, yes. not all kids. I, I look at little Maxwell. He comes to visit like well, our he's, grandson. He's in a different category. He and plays with everybody. He he just can't wait to go outside and play with kids yeah. that he doesn't live here. But he makes friends like that. Mm -hmm. But kids are different because yeah. look at Maya. She would prefer not to do that. And she would rather sometimes stay she inside. She herself. And if anyone herself, comes over and asks, can I play with you? And she promptly says. decide yes or no, you know. So I don't know. So social anxiety in terms of making friends. I believe, again, this is something that more impacts the older kids. Okay. Right? Now. The peer pressure. Yeah. With the older children. The peer pressure. That is big. Especially with the kids. The dress. Oh, yes. How much time do kids spend picking out the first outfit. I know parents, the budget for school. I really wish all schools had uniforms, but that's another topic, another conversation. What do you think about uniforms? I think they should. It, 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 <laughs> it, it instills a certain type of discipline. However, the type of uniforms that we see kids are wearing today, mm -hmm. it really doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? Well, the style. What do you mean? The short dresses. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> right? the, the short pleated skirts. Yeah. You know, like, what are you wearing? But in most developing countries, I think, especially the colonial rule, they're, where they're still wearing uniforms, it is it is such a delight it is. to see the kids going to school with their uniforms. And then your parents only have to spend money to buy two or three sets because then yeah. you change <laughs> them, right? As opposed to having to buy a whole new wardrobe and what's in and what's not in and that's where some of the stress and the anxiety i, I remember comes. when i came to canada for the first time mm -hmm. i saw kids going to school and what was considered uh the the usual wear to school i was mm -hmm. in shock yeah. i couldn't believe that kids up to now you look at how some kids are going to school right? blue jeans tank tops boots yeah. showing so that like, to me you know... that to me is, is is a breakdown somewhere along the line the discipline mm -hmm. of 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 uh proper attire yeah starts from from home because right. a lot of times the parents are not home to see how the kids are dressing to go to school mm -hmm. and so they just put on anything whether it's you know uh ironed properly or mm -hmm. it's just you know whatever but sexually uh, inappropriate yeah right? I, I, some some things that i see is definitely sexually inappropriate but, but then you have kids who they leave home looking perfectly respectable and then they go and change in the school washroom. But then, so, so you, don't the the parent, you don't blame the you parents blame then, the you blame the school because the school is allowing it to, to, to happen. happen right? so, so, but then coming back coming back to some of the, the stresses mm -hmm. and stuff, you have things like high expectations from parents mm -hmm. that may want to see the kid perform at a certain level, mm -hmm. right? And put a lot of pressure on the kids. Um, the grades are not at a certain yeah. level. 
that causes stress on the poor child. And I'm not talking about the, the, the very young kids in kindergarten. I'm talking about the teenagers that are going to school and are expected to do very well in school, even though some of the parents might be dunces themselves, right? They never did well in school, but they expect their kids to do a lot better than them. Well, I'm going to pick up for those parents. There was something in the U.S. they experimented with, and I was just looking at that later to later. Well, when we decided to do this topic, and it was the curriculum core, yeah. where they're saying we are going to have to standardize education so that we can compare all the states, the whole country, so we have that level where we can know. How are kids doing? How well are they doing? And then you can you can compare them one against the other. Okay. The thing with that, though, is that they changed the way homework, they changed the way math was done. They changed the way the parents understood how to help their child. Okay. And now they were in a situation where they could not help their children with homework. Eventually, that system, Obama was in, was in, in, in the White in House the at the staff. time. Yes. And he was very much for that program. Yeah. And then eventually, right now, I think most schools have scrapped that idea. Because as we said, education, you were saying what was, I think you, you were talking about education and what it really is supposed to do. Well, it, the levels of thinking. We, yeah. we had two kinds of thinking. Yeah, you, you, right? you have um, what, I, what I refer to as uh, academic learning mm -hmm. and then you have um uh ac academic learning is 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 kind of selective right it's mm -hmm. it's uh it's a learning that tends to be, be linear right. in nature right. and it is geared to geared to steer us towards the development of what i call this subconscious thinking mm -hmm. um and i was reading a in in a, in a book no linear would be not the subconscious the subconscious no i mean uh, the conscious thinking yes. not the subconscious right. thinking right the and so it, it it's 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 tailored it's designed to program the mind a certain way and you use the best word program yeah. the mind it is like all all listen let's face it all forms of education is mind programming yeah all forms However, in today's society, we live in a uh, in a society that is geared towards a linear type of education. And it is the, the education is geared for success. Yeah. It is geared to teach you how to uh, get a formative education, get a job, grab as much wealth as you can, mm -hmm. and hopefully you become successful. Right, and it's almost like um, a treadmill. It's like a rat on a on a treadmill. Yeah, because what it is. Your, I think they call it the industrial age type of education because a couple hundred years ago, right? When the, the, the birth of the industrial revolution, how in schools, they, the kids were now being taught that they're going to prepare for factory work. Right. So they have to learn things. They have to learn by rote. They have to sit quietly. They have to know how to just take what's given to them. Don't ask questions. Don't just sit down, shut up, do as I say, learn what I've given you, learn those dates. This is what history taught. It was so script, scriptive, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And I think that is now changing or it now needs to change. Yeah. Because kids don't need to learn that way anymore. Right. Nowadays, you can't put a kid in a classroom and just say, sit down, shut up, don't ask questions. It, just this is what I'm telling you. This is what you need to no, learn. No, right? it's, it's not, it's not going to happen. No, I just want to, um, I have a book here that I've been reading and I, I find it to be, to be fascinating. Uh, it's called The Ancestral Mind and it's written by Greg D. Jacobs, PhD. And in his book, and I'm just going to um, quote uh, a section here. He says, we are all familiar with the part of our brains that is the thinking mind, the rational, conscious part that processes information, solves problems, and generally helps us to make our way through our everyday lives. Western society, civilization, he says, has been built on it. 
And we have it to thank for most of our material comforts, which is what they teach you to achieve right. in school. You need to go to school right. so you can get a good job, get right. a good grade, go to the best university, come out, get a good job, and be able to get a good wife or a husband, yeah. start a family, and the right. build it, it, it just but, continues. But he goes on to say, for all its benefits, however, it is the thinking mind, and I'll explain that a, a bit later, the thinking mind and its products that are also responsible for most of our stresses. Making matters worse, the modern world of commerce is predicated on the belief that the thinking mind is our only mind. We have lost sight of the fact that there is another part of ourselves that is accessible to us as a resource for comfort, balance, and relief. And let yes. me just explain what the what he's calling the thinking mind mm -hmm. what he calls the thinking mind is what i call the, the conscious mind okay right now my my thing is this kids that are or students whether you're a kid uh, an adolescent a teenager whatever or, or a, yeah. we are all going to school to learn how to perfect the thinking mind right right that is how the educational system is based that's the linear thinking that's the linear thinking right. mm -hmm. i'm saying that we need to have an experiential learning which will incorporate holistic a holistic approach to education because the full spectrum of the mind that is the only way the full spectrum of the mind is activated mm -hmm. right and i know we've moved from the stress that kids go through and we're going now, we're talking now about the type of education that, that children are, are being exposed to. And, and this, because of the linear type of education that we are, we've all been exposed to all over the world, mm -hmm. we've been exposed to this type of, of, uh, of education. That is the reason for a lot of stress, yeah. a lot of anxiety, a lot of um, kids turning to other forms of education, looking for help, uh, mental... Lack uh, of motivation. Yeah. That is the yeah. reason for it, because from a very young age, that ability to use the innate gift that we have. Mm -hmm. Creatively. Creatively, to to which is something that who or whatever it is that made us have instilled that in us so that yeah. we could use our instincts, our intuition. Yeah. We have been taught to dumb it down and it starts from yeah. a very early age. That's right. Because, you know, they say if you ask a, um, a under five year old, what do you want to be? I want to be Superman. They figure they can rule the world, right? Yeah. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be. But that's but that's good because that, that's the mind. Yeah. The, the... That's what I'm saying. That is what when you're young, you own the world. You Precisely. own life. You own your thoughts, and you're not cowed into thinking in a box. Because when those kids go, as they go through the school system. They lose the enthusiasm, they yeah. get bored, they stop asking questions, they stop believing they can be and do what they want to be. And it's not just not just in the school system, it starts from home because many parents inadvertently uh you know would dumb down the children by using phrases no constantly. There's a poem. I hear a thousand no don't don'ts a day. No matter what I do, they say now don't do this and don't do that. Yep. I don't know the rest of it, but we learned that at West. Yeah. You know, so kids have been learning to say sit down, sit in the corner, here's a tablet, don't say anything, you know, like the quiet. I don't know. So so what it's is the what is the opposite of that though? Of what? Of, of, the, of the, 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 the thinking, yes. the, the, the think, linear thinking? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's the experiential, experiential um, uh, learning where you learn by experience. You learn by solving things. You learn. Yes. I mean, they do it in school, yes. right? Some, some there, there, are lot, there are a lot of programs mm -hmm. that where they teach that. But, Montessori method is yeah. similar. It's but I, I, mm -hmm. I, look, I honestly believe mm -hmm. education should be holistic. Yes. It should incorporate In every single thing, including the spiritual aspect of it. But what they've done in many schools, and they've, and, and I think that's why they're getting they're getting a, 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 a blowback in many cases. Religion has trumped spirituality. Okay, so because you're not saying we should be teaching religion in school, no, right? because that's going to be the biggest. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm, I'm not okay. saying that. I'm not saying okay. that. But 
the, the, the form of education that kids all over the world, and it doesn't matter which school you go to, it doesn't matter which university you go to, the form of education from a very young age all the way to university is a linear way of thinking where you're taught to only, only use a section of the human mind that is geared to success. Right. And what is success? For so many people, it is so different. It is different. Not everybody wants to get out into the world and have the best job, mm -hmm. the best house, the best car. Right. That is not success for a lot of people. But we have been conditioned. That's what you keep saying, right? Yes. We've been conditioned. And I believe, what is it that really motivates kids? When you're when when somebody, if you talk to the average kid in school, the class clown, right? And what does he want to be? He doesn't want to be a lawyer or a doctor. And if parents, you know, we've heard the stories of some of the successful people, the Jamie Foxes of the world, etc., who were class clowns. And they say, you know, you cannot be a comedian. What is that? Right? You need to be a lawyer or a doctor. Precisely. Those are the pressures that, that kids, that, that, that students are faced with. And right. again, it goes back to you can't the very get a good old... job as an artist or yeah. you're going to sing for a living, you know? Those We've heard that. Things. We've heard that. So that it goes all the way back to early forms of education. That creates stress, causes anxiety that kids have to deal with as they grow up. And in many cases, children become, you know, belligerent. They, they become rude and they don't want to follow orders. And then we say, the kid rude. Right. <laughs> right. You blame the kid for the kid's behavior, not realizing They're that bored. it's the educators that have instilled that type of thinking. So the kids are rebelling. They don't have any other way of expressing it. So it so become rebellious. I think the whole thing is about motivation. Yeah. You will go to school. You will want to go to school if you're motivated. If you know you're going to go to school and the teacher is going to put you in a row with some stencils are pardon i'm dating myself with uh, you you know exactly the the formula the math everything that you need to do is already so scriptive mm -hmm. that you're not going to have a lot of opportunity to express yourself collaborate with your friends decide what it is you want to learn decide how you should be graded right mm -hmm. do you know there was a study done that said when you reward people for what they do, they actually work less. They're working for the reward more than the enjoyment of the action, and of the is, event. Right. And that is what even giving grades. And it's that's a reward system. Saying. Yes, the standardized testing. So the whole grading system in school has come to the point where you're, you're working for the A's. If you're not a straight A student, that is everybody's goal to be a straight A student. Everybody you know, wants to be number one. Do you know what straight A students do? They don't <laughs> try to push themselves to do the harder work. They will take the path of least resistance. They will go for easier choices so that they know it's going to be easier. They will know the teachers and they'll select courses based on teachers who give the easier grades. You know, I think we but should try and get us. That's a human thing. That's uh, of it I, I don't like the, to work. I, 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 exactly. I, but you would like to work if it was if you were doing something you enjoy doing. Yes. If you're doing a hobby, yeah. you enjoy a hobby, right? Do, do, but do you enjoy the hobby or the rewards? You enjoy the hobby because you're not the the. If it's a monetary or financial reward yeah. or a prize or something, then you're not going to work as hard. And that's that's what the studies have shown. And and that is because, um, again, it comes back to the linear type of teaching. Mm -hmm. The linear type of teach of, of education <clears throat> tells you that if you work hard, you're going to get a good job. Yeah. If you study hard, you're going to get good grades. Yes. If you study hard, you're going to get good grades and possibly be able to become a good businessman. Right. And so, and it's the same thing. Your boss will give you a bonus yeah. if you do everything. If you have a question or you want to make a suggestion or, mm -hmm. you know, make say something that's going to be controversial, chances are you won't. You're going to be a good employee yeah. so that you'll get the decent raise, right? 
So it's let me let us get back to some of the stresses that, that students yes. students mm -hmm. face. One of the things that students face is homework. Oh my gosh, yes. Like I am not a proponent of homework. I am. I don't like but it. not too much. Homework in balance. No, I, I don't uh, listen. For me, when I leave work or leave school, I need to have free time. I need to be able to play. Homework puts a lot of pressure on children. But they need some. They don't need it. Not they need pressure. it because the system is no good in teaching them properly. So the kid, not every kid is going to learn properly. Is going to learn at the same rate yeah. as the, you know, the kid that's up there. Homework. And that is because the type of teaching is a linear, linear type of teaching. It's not holistic. I believe homework is a necessity. I believe it gives, it's for example, work. it's extra work because if you've taught something in school and now it's now the child's turn without help, without guidance, well, there is going to be some parental guidance if needed or from an older sibling or from the, the after school class or from peer tutor in our Kuman math or something, right? If if they need now to test what they have learned and do something on their own, but homework just for the sake of padding, just for the sake of busy work. You don't need I don't agree with that. You don't need But valuable homework. For example, let's say you did something in school where you studied something in science and then you go home and then you're asked, go into the kitchen, make an experiment, to prove that this will happen based on what you've learned in school. But that, that's different. That is the kind of thing I'm saying. Yeah, okay. Should be, should be encouraged. But okay, right? I am, all right. But I'm the gonna... big backpack on your back with all yeah. these textbooks, laden down homework every night, four hours, kids can't get to sleep before 10, 11 o'clock. Yeah. It's, I think okay. that's- Let me requalify what mm -hmm. I meant when okay. I said homework. All right, please do. The kids come home. <laughs> And the pressure is put on them from their parents mm -hmm. to go and study your books. Because, yes. Right. For what? What are you going to You don't have an exam. You're going to school the next day to continue learning what you've learned. Right. Mm -hmm. You didn't get homework from school. But the, the parents are saying it's pressure. This is pressure from the parents that are putting it on the kids. Oh, you're playing too much. But that's because the teacher has sent the homework and the teacher expects no the parent to make sure the homework is done. So but should it, just but it should be incumbent on the pressure. parents to, 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 to... Because the parents are a part of the child's education, right? You, this is what a lot of parents complain. They need to be a part. They need to be involved. They need to understand. They need to be involved in what is... But not to do the work. Children are being taught. Uh, not I, I to do the work. Homework is not about the parents doing the work. They're there to guide. If there's a question, yes, you can help. I right? don't know. I, do we have any emails? We haven't even checked. Yeah, this, this, this is. Hold on. Let me see if I have any email. Here's oh, one. Here's one. Yeah, we got quite a few here. Um, actually, there's one. There's a few that came in much, much earlier, and it's from um, it's from Tina, I think. Okay. Yeah, we got one from Tina and says, uh, "Hey, Cox." On radio for Fred and uh, oh, it was a joke! Wow! Oh. And this is this is this this is a Guyanese. He says a Guyanese man got frustrated of, got frustrated of jokes made on him, and so he goes to his wife and says, "Tell me a joke in which I am not involved." Oh. and the wife <laughs> smiles and says, "I'm pregnant." <laughs> I wonder. Okay, that's I, a good one. I wonder what happened with that relationship after. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah. Thank That's you for good. that one. Uh, here's one from Donna. Um, and Donna, she's one that wrote in earlier. And she said, uh, is Liquid Green on today? Thanks. And I wrote her yeah. back and said, okay. yes, we're on today. Uh, hope you're listening. Here's Sherry. and says, hey, Coxes, I love getting rid of the kids back to school. Yippee. And guess what, Sherry? You are not alone. No, I don't know who is happier. <laughs> the kids are or the, the parents want to go back into their friends or the are the parents who just say get rid of them months of kids every day no time to go back mm -hmm. and uh, here's one from rita who's asking the question did that didn't janet once say that she was a teacher yes oh i even reiterated today i did teach public school for quite a few years 
totally enjoyed it. And one of, I must give myself, um, we're talking about kids and learning outside the box. And I know I might not have been a very good teacher. I'm going to say that publicly. Um, I, I was were. not a very good teacher when it came to being according to the books. Following the rules. Following the, the curriculum without diversion. I remember in, in um, geography, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? In history, in math, we talked about... Uh, um what do you call it not not crypto at the time but stocks and no, bonds stocks. Yeah, stocks and this bonds. was in in public school i remember teaching kids taking in real estate papers and saying listen today you're going to sell your parents <laughs> home and had them fill out that really long form of the description of the house they had to measure the rooms so you know these are the kind of things that i thought not in the curriculum, but you still get the learning. Yeah. I remember Frederick and um, times have changed. I remember bringing in sh fake champagne. <laughs> Do you remember? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It, they came in champagne bottles, but it was just a fizzy drink. And then we'd bring in the Tim Hortons, or I think it was coffee time at the time, donuts and that and the drink. And every Monday morning for my grade sevens and eights, we would have a meeting where we would invite the principal into the meeting and we would ask, we would talk about some of the issues that are affecting the kids. Why do they get so much homework? Why can't we chew gum in class? Why, 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 why? And then we would discuss that as many adults. And to me, that was kind of real world That's real life experiential. experience yeah. and i know when i left the kids were saying who's going to teach us real estate yeah. right <laughs> yeah. so i do give myself some credit for that but that was not i remember being called in by the principal i remember being called in by the principal once and she said janet this other teacher we were teaching the same subject look at the book look at the what they have done i think it was something to do with pioneers and the books were so nicely colored and the, the writing, the, when did the pioneers come, the whole talk about the, the Mayflower and all those things. And I, I didn't approach it like that. And that is what I believe that more of that should happen in, in schools and in the curriculum, instead of just the rote learning yeah. and the standardized tests to see who's who came first, who came second, who came third. Because those standardized tests and and and, and I keep referring to this type of teaching as a linear type, mm -hmm. a linear approach that just focuses on the on the conscious part of the brain. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really prepare you for life. It doesn't prepare you for the real yeah. world out there, right? right? And so the, the critical poor, thinking, yeah. For for interpersonal skills, yeah, I, get him I, along. I, I think mm -hmm. I think that the system has dumbed down critical thinking in a very early stage. When you get to university and on on those higher levels of learning, then they focus on critical thinking. But guess what? In the universities, when you're doing a paper, when you're doing a thesis, do you realize how much of your own thoughts you have to again dismiss yeah. because you have to look at the research. You have to examine. So you're not coming up with your own original no, ideas. It's all academic. You're, you're comparing. It's what academic. does the research say? Yeah. And when you do a paper, unless you have so many... Peer reviews. Peer, the reviews, right, exactly. That's, that's not education. Then, that's academics. That's, no, that's nothing. So it's, that's not education at all. Anyway, let me touch on this a uh, few more email here. Here's one from Charlie. Or uh, we run out of time. Times have changed. When I was a kid, it was shopping for new clothes and school supplies. Now it's laptops, iPads, electronics, etc. Now kids go to school with crappy clothes and their pants down around their ankles, <laughs> etc. Good parenting. That's wow. what's required, my friend. That's exactly what's required. I think that style is now getting. I think that style where you see in the crack, the Y generation. Yeah. I think that's changed. That's why right? they call them the Y generation because you see the crack in the eyes. Hello, Fred and Janet. I am a vice principal in public school in Ottawa, Ontario. Wow, I'm glad you're listening. Regarding kids, we have seen in studies that due to technology, kids are the stupidest <laughs> humans on the planet. 
technology has made these kids lazy and stupid. Now, I would love to get Stuart on this program when we have a teacher, a student, and a parent. Yep. We're going to try Hopefully to organize next that. Hopefully next week. Yeah. Because I believe that we have to embrace technology. And if we don't find it's 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 here, we can't get rid of it. No. So how do we embrace it? How do we use it in school so it doesn't just make kids stupid? There has to be a way. What's the other email? There's one from Karen. He says, hi, uh, I'm Black. Yes, schools in the United States change their educational protocols to cater to dumbass kids. Thanks, Obama. How does that help them? Everything is about minorities. Do you know what that says to a minority? That we are not equal and the government needs to go to do something to help us stupid people. We need less programs like that. If we are equal, then our merit is on us, right? Mm -hmm. Schools are here for learning, teaching, and giving life skills. But these programs make kids more dumb, which is answering, mm -hmm. you know, what the previous, the previous mm -hmm. uh, email, than they already are. And are telling us that we are second-class humans since the government has to uh, placate uh, us. Bad idea. Yeah. Karen, thank you for that. And as um, a Black person, we know that whatever the issues are for white kids, for Black and marginalized kids, you multiply that by 10. And then we have a new set of problems. Um, one of the topics which we can't get into because of the scope of our show, we, you know, for the older the, the older students is affirmative action. That's such an area of contention. Very contentious. Especially right now at yeah. the States, they want to get rid of it, right? Yeah. But you're right. For every student, for every parent, for every teacher, the situation is very personal. Because let's face it, every parent wants what's best for their kids. Yeah. And uh -huh. every kid cannot be taught in the same way. No. So <clears throat> we have to come to some what frame of reference where we find what's best for most of the kids. And I'm going to answer that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to answer that after I finish reading the email. Here's one from Edward and he says, hello oh. to the Coxes. <laughs> we received an email promoting your radio show and to say happy birthday to Janet Cox tomorrow. Oh, I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful for that, Edward. Would you believe I forgot that <laughs> it's not birthday. I mentioned it myself. <laughs> September 11. Most of my friends don't forget anymore. That's my birthday, and thank you so much. Okay. Uh, and here's a, I'm, I'm going to make this my last email. Mm -hmm. um, here's one from Dave, and Dave said, Janet and Fred, schools need to teach more life skills mm -hmm. that kids will need in the future. No matter what you want to be, you need to know how to cook, take care of your body balance your banking account, sign documents, and no minor tasks in your home, apartment, etc. So you do not electrocute. You so do you do not, not electrocute yourself. Just a thought here. Okay, I would like to respond to this. Um, Dave, I agree with you. But here's, here's a situation, Dave. When you were, the school system has been designed that the kids who are learning the life skills, the one who go to the trade schools. They're actually set apart as the kids who are not that smart. Yep. They're usually not the ones that get straight A's and it is so idiotic yep. because then you have kids who straight A's, they go to school, they learn architecture and they come out and they have to drive a bus because that's not gonna get them a job, right? Okay. Whereas if every student learned, it, it, it has to be more, What's the word? It has to be more open. Universal. 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 Thank you. Where every student needs to learn all the skills. It's not just about the academics. But okay. But but and and you're right. And because I, I agree with you to mm -hmm. a point. But here's my take on it. Remember the book that I just mentioned? It's called. It's written by Greg D. Jacobs, PhD, right. and he did a wonderful job. This mm -hmm. is a book that I've had. I have. I have in my library uh, yes. for quite some time, and I just picked it up to read it. And the book is called The Ancestral Mind. Mm -hmm. For those of you who are going to be looking, uh, watching us on YouTube, this is what it looks like, The Ancestral Mind. Now, he made reference, he referenced the mind in two categories. Okay. He talks about the thinking mind, which I refer to as the, the conscious mind. Yeah. And then he talks about the ancestral mind, yes. which I always refer to as the uh, the subconscious mind. Right. Right. 
And and what we were talking about mostly just now was the thinking mind, mm -hmm. because that is how the system is designed for you to focus on material things, to focus on wealth, to focus on success. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it, it really is not what I would like to refer to holistic education. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so he talks here about the, um, and I'm just going to read a, a, a quotation about the ancestral mind that that's what I, re I refer to as the uh, subconscious mind. It says, the ancestral mind has always been a steer, being to steer us towards things that elicit positive emotions such as joy, because such emotions are central to health and well-being, right? And then he goes on to say, on a small percentage of, only a small percentage of humanity takes part in that type of learning. Yes. Right. And he, I think he says it's the one percent. Yeah. Where that we know that the one percent rules the ninety-nine percent. Yes. In terms of wealth, in terms of in how the world, the the, the resources of the world is shared. Yeah. But, right? but going going back to what what I think should be incorporated in mm -hmm. in the schools is the is trying to develop going back to that way of not life, but way of thinking that our ancestors did, right? And he refers to that as the ancestral mind because the ancestors, uh, education for them was holistic, everything. Yes. They, they, perceived, they perceived goodness and life in everything around them. They did not treat nature as an abstract. Right. They treat nature as they are part of nature. Right. And he goes on, because the ancestral mind relies more on experiential knowledge. And that is not what has been taught in school. Exactly. And right? that's where that's where we say, if a student sees value yeah. in what they're learning, like for little kids, the hands-on things, if you're going to talk about climate control, yeah. let them get their hands in the dirt. Let them go to let the sanitarium. It. Yeah. It's anything that you can experience and anything that you can contribute can you imagine? Think of a school like this. It's you go back to school, you talk about your summer, and then you come up with a plan. What is it that you folks would like to learn this term? I know that sounds like uh, mm -hmm. it ain't <laughs> it's not going to happen. But if they were a little bit more involved in some of the things that they want to learn, what are the things that have interest you? What is going on in the world? How do you think we could discuss this? Because when you, when people go into the real world, Frederick, when you're in a job, you're not usually just isolated by yourself handling a problem. I know our sister-in-law, Lisa, she works in a corporation and they have meetings where the minds come together to find out what's the logistics, how are we going to do this, how are we going to do this together. In schools, yes, you might have a science project or you might have a group project. What happens in some of those? Yeah, Two of the students do all the work. Yeah, but and everybody shares the same grade. Let's go back to that reference that you made with, with, with mm -hmm. Lisa on how the, the corporations have this group thinking. Mm -hmm. It is still geared towards a linear type of education, right? It is still but geared. It's problem no, solving. It is problem that solving. One person alone will not be able. Right. It ha you have to be a member of a team, and everybody's suggestions. Yeah, but but, but my my think my my thinking is this. Mm -hmm. You can't wait until you get to the corporation to do that because many of the people who are working in the corporation mm -hmm. did not have that experiential teaching yeah. back in school. But they learn so it, it needs, after. They learn it yeah, after. But it's it's a holistic listen. It has to listen. I think that all school system mm -hmm. should have some form of meditative practices. That's a wonderful idea because no, no, that transcends no. all religion, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. and by doing that. Um, because remember, you have to, we have been taught to negate that creative aspect of us by mm -hmm. dumbing down our subconsciousness. Yes. And I right? believe it or not, some schools, some schools, at least some teachers, I know some teachers personally yeah. who have and done I'm, that, yeah. where they, they will start their morning with a minute, two minutes of silence. Yes. It's very important. Breathing, Yes. And uh, just trying to connect to the universe. This and it, kind of it thing. should start from early, 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 early childhood. It should start from in the home. It should also start in early 
school environment. Because remember, the ancestral mind or the subconscious mind is part of us that has always been charged with looking after our well-being. Yes. And if we don't tap into that, we are doing ourselves a disservice. There's We're going to grow up. Yes. That, that's the reason why there's so much stress. People are turning to drugs. But, but, but Frederick, I agree with you with that. But we're also in a world, reality. We are in a world where kids play video games. Mm. And some of them would rather do nothing else than play video games. That's one of the things they're addicted to. But guess what? There is a value in video games. I just did an article for a magazine that I write for. Um, Elixir Magazine is an online magazine. And I don't know anything about video games except my son is, um, he's, um, what's one of those? ardent right video he's a gamer he's like one of these really hardcore gamers and what i learned is that through the research is that there are so many benefits of video games yes. there's one called minecraft where you can actually use that to build models and build cities and you're using blocks to figure out maths and create buildings and structures etc so not everything just comes in a box that we just discard. No, I, right? I, I agree to you, but I'm there still saying because so yeah, much. I'm still saying it, it doesn't matter whether you're a gamer, you're, okay. you're a businessman, you're an entrepreneur, whatever. The fundamental breakdown of education starts from home and in schools. It transfers to yeah. schools. It's and, and, yeah. And unless we approach life or education from a holistic point of view, mm -hmm. you have to include some form of, of mind development. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Because whether you, whether you like it or not, going to school is indoctrination of the mind. Yeah. But they are indoctrinating the, 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 the lower level of the mind, which is the conscious mind mm -hmm. to get you to become a robot. And guess what? This is why so many of the big, the, the major players in our society right now, a lot of them did not make it through the school system. Right. We get the dropouts. You'll get the Bill Gates and you'll hear of the, who else? Um, who are some of the other ones? That Jeff Jobs, Bezos, Steve Jobs, and those Steve Jobs. Uh, uh, so many of them yes. didn't. They because they bucked the system. Exactly. They realized they at an early age. within no, that system. Because the system is not designed for people like them. And even people like Einstein and those that say yeah. they had to get out of the box, out of that system. Even me, I'm, I'm, I'm smarter than my teacher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're smarter than everybody in the world. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i think you know what that basically brings us to yeah you know this this type of conversation the there, there, there's so much and i mean we've been you know jumping all over the place with, yeah. with our with our topic but the the the, the main focus of, of the of the show was to bring to the attention of our listeners that there is a huge disparity in education and it is causing a lot of problems with the generation that's coming out Right. And if I can have my few words to end it, I would say that if we can keep kids curious, no matter what the age is, if we can keep them motivated, and I'm not just talking about giving them A's, right? Interested in the, the content mm -hmm. that they have to learn, right? Give them critical thinking skills that yeah. they have problems that they can solve. I think you're going to see behavior improved. I think you're going to see kids who want to be in school. Okay. And if they're in school, then they're going to learn. And when they come out, they're going to learn that not everything you do has to revolve about money. You can do something because it just feels right. Or you can do something because you're just going to help another human being. And with that, I would say also, <laughs> Again, I'm going to beat it on the head. Education must be, have a holistic approach. It must include meditation as part of our education because it has numerous health benefits and psychological benefits as well. And while it's all meditation is associated mainly with adults, it can be adapted to suit children's developmental, developmental uh, stages and meet a lot of their needs, right? Because those kind that kind of of teaching is gonna 
it has a lot of benefits, right? Everything from stress reduction, improved concentration, emotional uh, regulation, enhanced self-awareness, a number of things, positive body image. That's another problem that that kids yes. experience in, in that's school, yeah, right? Media. Right. Yeah. It, it boosts their resilience, right? Uh, and they have better academic performances because it is a holistic uh, approach. And with that, folks, unfortunately, we have to, you know, end the show, yes. right? It has been a wonderful, wonderful discussion. I really appreciate this. And I hope that our listeners and yeah, have gathered something. In. We have yeah. quite a few really interesting emails and we will get back to those if we yeah. are not able to read it. And hopefully next week, you know, we may continue with this conversation. Yeah. But for now, I just want to say that good health is central to human happiness and well-being. It contributes significantly to prosperity and wealth and even economic progress. And as healthy individuals, we can be more productive and may even live a little longer. So until next Sunday, same time, same station, same place. This is Janet and Fred Cox saying, let's, let's stay, stay healthy. healthy on Reality Radio 101. Thank you for listening to the Liquid Green Health Show with your hosts Fred and Janet Cox right here on Reality Radio 101.